This is Transistor.fm. This podcast is brought to you by Clubhouse. Clubhouse is project management software for startups, for software products. And guess what? Now it's free for up to 10 people. So if you're looking for professional project management software for your team and you don't have the budget to pay for it, try Clubhouse out. Go to clubhouse.io slash build. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 2019. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I do product and marketing. Follow along as we build Transistor.fm. And actually, we we just launched a new Transistor.fm. We did. It was a long time in the making. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was going to check. I didn't check before we started recording. When my first commit was on that, because I remember we, so we launched a new marketing site and I think I've been working on that since April or May. Do you want to know when? Yeah. What was the, what was the first commit? It was May 10th. May 10th. (laughs) That's a, a six month, six month cycle of work. Six month cycle of work. Now, to be fair, I was learning on the job for a lot of that. I was like, uh, at first, I was just trying to figure things out. But that is, I, I didn't realize how long I've been working on that until, yeah, I saw, I think I saw a tweet from June or something. Yeah. I mean, had we made that, had we made that an actual cycle of work of four or six weeks, we probably would have finished it in that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> But and and honestly, I don't know if I could have done it any way other way because uh, a lot of that time was me was me learning. Like I was going, I was live streaming and trying to figure out stuff and having people join me and yeah, bugging my friend Adam Wathen about Tailwind and bugging Jack McDade about <laughs> Statomic and getting <laughs> people from the UK like Ben Furphy to help me through a bunch of stuff. So. Well, let's we'll get to how you feel in a bit, but I just want to say yeah. I feel like this. In it, just feels so good to have that site out because I was so invested in it. It's the first website I've built like that, like a a, a template that goes into a CMS, and it's the first thing I've done like that from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And so, for me to have that out and just to feel like. You know, a lot of that initial architecture, even though it's not perfect, I built that. And I, it's the, f- yeah, so this is the first time I've had that feeling of, right. of wow, here's a pretty big project that I was involved from the beginning to the end. And I, yeah, that's got to feel good. It does. Yeah. It, I think you, it, you, you, end, <laughs> you ended up like canceling our WordPress hosting and, and account within like two hours of launching it. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it's funny to think about because, and I think back in May and June, what I was doing was I was like, I put together a kind of a workable template using Tailwind, and then I was immediately testing it 
on page speed insights to see if it would be faster than what we have. Yeah. And the further I went down that rabbit hole, you know, like I, I think I spent a whole month just experimenting with like, how could I auto generate WebP and, and uh, how do I create the fallbacks and, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and even just thinking about like, I had to reach out to everybody that's on the homepage and ask for their permission to let me use their images. And I, I I don't think I realized how much I'd done on it until we had it out. Yeah. And then you did, yeah, you did almost all of it. (laughs) But I do have to say having you come in at the end was, I think we talked about this last week, but the feeling of both of us working on it at the same time, uh, even even though uh, I think some of that was stressful for you, uh, was it was it stressful? I'm still trying to figure out why. I mean, there were parts of it I enjoyed, like the actual you know tweaking the design and sort of just making small changes that made a big difference in my mm-hmm. eyes to like just layout and spacing and like yeah, and that stuff felt really good and something I hadn't done in a long time and. Learning, learning tailwinds was, I mean, I know, I know I initially kind of gave it some shit, gave you some grief <laughs> about it, but it, it is, it is really nice. I have to, I have to hand it to Adam, um, for how that was made and nice. uh, probably like I, I can see, I can see wanting to play more with it and maybe in our, in our downtime over the holidays, like building, rebuilding a template for our dashboard with it without mm. actually integrating it into rails and just like yeah. building the dashboard actually made making it mobile friendly because it's really our dashboard is not great right now for for mobile stuff um and then kind of slowly rolling it into the rails app but it's kind of crazy how well it works um and i think once you th- once you get the hang of it you don't really have to think about it much mm-hmm yeah there's an interesting interaction yesterday between Derek Reimer, who's building a new website with Tailwind, and Adam Wathen. And Adam Adam looked at the site and then in just in a tweet was able to say, oh, you know, if you add PY-8 here and if you add, uh, you know, BT10 here, I think it would look a lot better. And then add this, uh, there's a, I can't, I don't know the Tailwind shorthand for this, but then Afterwards, Derek was like, it's pretty cool that we're speaking Tailwind right now here on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's a shorthand for like, <laughs> I like it. There are some things I th- hope they add. Maybe they probably will, but. Um, what, 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 what do you want them to add? Maybe it's just more around learning better how it works. But the way you write custom components is a little confusing to me because you can't. It doesn't seem like there's a good way to hook into the responsive the responsive breakpoints within a custom component that you build in a CSS file. Okay. Are you talking about what we do in that webpack.mix file or are you talking about just No, what you... well, in our in our base CSS, so we write we okay. write actually we just write CSS or post CSS and it had the apply you can apply the Tailwind's classes in the CSS file, but Yeah. Yeah. It, I couldn't figure out like I wanted to write some stuff, but I couldn't figure out how to apply like the you know, like the small, medium, large breakpoints for mobile in that component. So I don't know if it's, if there's a way to do that or not, but, um, 
It doesn't seem like they've they've added anything for like CSS Grid. I know that's not supported everywhere, but I I would assume they have plans for that at some point. Like the act the actual CSS Grid. It, it's kind of cool how seamless it works by just. I didn't have to think or worry about like line height consistency and just all this stuff that just the consistency I think is going to be helpful. And Adam also has some kind of base rules that he was teaching me. Um, for example, he, he, I think this is what his rule is that he generally tries to apply margin only to the top and not to the bottom. So consistently he just applies margin to the top. Yeah. Um, uh, does that sound like a rule you've heard before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that is. And so I think he, he's, he's not just implementing a, um, you know, uh, a CSS kind of language, but he's, he's also thinking about best practices. Mm-hmm. And so when you adopt Tailwind, you're not just adopting like a way of writing CSS, you're adopting a whole philosophy of writing CSS. And, yeah. uh, and there's a bunch of best practices that come with that, that I yeah. think will be helpful. Cause that's usually where I get stuck is, you know, I'll be in one spot and I'll have applied, you know, uh, some spacing one way and then <laughs> I'll go to another section and I'll, it'll be a completely different way, right? Right. Yeah, I I will say that I, I don't think, I think it's still beneficial for people to actually learn CSS before they pick up something like Tailwinds because like otherwise you just have, it's like learning Rails without knowing Ruby. It's just like, yeah. really, you can do it, but you have so many questions about how things work. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is, it's beneficial to have some some base CSS. So that that actually wasn't the frustrating part. The frustrating part was just, I think, dealing with static and how it I, I still kind of don't understand how the actual cms works and how things like collections work and blanking out of the name but it's kind of the way that all the content works together and how custom templates are made and i just if i could share a metaphor with you it's almost as if i was building a rocket ship in my garage and then i invited you the nasa engineer to come in so I, I I don't know how much of that is static. I think most of that is just my implementation. Like you came in right at the end of the pro at the end of the project. <laughs> maybe there's a little bit of that, but I just I don't know. Maybe a little bit, but not I don't know. Not quite. It's still I just can't wrap my head around like the the data but, model they're going for. Yeah. Well, we should we should dive into that a little bit more. We should keep keep figuring it out. I'm super excited about it because I don't. For me, and me, this is my flaw as well. But like in math class, my mom is a was a university math teacher. Like she taught math ed to university students, and I barely passed math. And I can remember sitting at the kitchen table in high school, grade twelve, and just like being in agony, like and really being kind of a dick to my mom, like not being nice, and. Uh, She's trying to explain, you know, how things work. And I just turned to her and said, Mom, I don't care. I don't care why. I just want to know how. <laughs> <laughs> like, just show me what I punch into my calculator so that I can <laughs> at least pass this test. But the why is the important part. Justin. Exactly. I, I I know. I know there's so many people out there, especially the math people, that are just like, <gasps> like the, the, the room, the air just got sucked out of the room. But... This is just how I am. I'm I I 
and it, it's not always good, but the, and I care more and more about the how as I, as I, you know, grow up, but, uh, sorry, the more and more about the why as I grow yeah. up. But for me, just being able to create all those collections in Statomic is way more important than I don't need to know like why it works that way. <laughs> I just need to know, okay, it works this way. Perfect. Yeah. Let's keep going. Right. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, uncle Bob would like, he, him and I would get into like a, a fist fight <laughs> over this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a tweet by him the other day. You got to explain this tweet to me. I I'm paraphrasing it, but he said, um, he said, maintainable code is more important than working code. He's like, working code, you can always make it work later, but it needs to be maintainable first. And I was like, okay, but doesn't it just matter? Like, It, it seems like if, the it, code it, isn't actually <laughs> useful unless it's working. I, I'm sure uh, we're going to get all the Uncle Bob uh, zealots out now, but it, it, there's something about his philosophy that I just feel like, well... I don't know. It seems too academic. Like in the real world, like code just needs to work. I mean, ideally, yeah, all code to me be perfectly maintainable, but I've never worked anywhere that's like that. Yeah. Are, <laughs> ha, have you ever worked in a place where they brought in Uncle Bob as uh, like got him, got you the team to watch the videos or whatever? No. No? Do you even know who I'm talking about? I do, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of blowback against him recently for something. It was that okay. someone else. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, he's he I all, all I saw was this one tweet. I was like, "Okay, this is this is funny." Uh, yeah. I've met him. I he, I introduced him at uh Laricon and he's seemed like a nice enough fellow, but All right. Okay, so yeah, the marketing site's out. Uh by the way, the just before we I want to Switch back to your frustration in a second, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I also want to say that I was. It was very gratifying. I think one of the things we always question ourselves about on the web is whether we have good taste, or whether <laughs> we are. Um, I don't know whether we're good at it, making things look good or making things. And you know, I've often struggled with that, and to have. Um, so many people on Twitter and indie hackers and LinkedIn uh, like the design that we came up with is was really just nice. And mm. I know it's not perfect. I know it's not the craziest thing people have ever seen. But for this, for this is really my first website that I've done from start to finish. And uh, just to have so many people say nice things about it. Um, and definitely the cleanup that you did at the end really helped. Like there's that 10% that just really makes things look good. If you haven't visited the site, folks, go to transistor.fm. Yeah, I'm always I'm always unsure if like what I'm doing is just is like tearing apart what you did and it's gonna make you feel bad or Oh no, I loved it. Like every time you did something, I was just like, oh, like when you changed the header and added that little blur effect and everything, I was just like, oh my God, like this just feels so uh it's it's exactly in some ways exactly the way I like to work is like I I kind of like bulldoze through the the I, I'm trying to think of the metaphor here I I bulldoze and then there's a, a nice landscaper that comes along and like cleans things up. It's like I come in with my tiny rake and just 
Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, thanks to everyone who who said the nice things. It's it's nice to put something out on the web and and have people say nice things. Yeah, the, um, the feedback the feedback was great. I think I think now the the goal or the hard part is to make sure it actually works well. Yes, <laughs> right. It, it that people are confused and people like are it's clear what they're signing up for or answers more questions. Yeah, totally. Well, and, and if you want to know my fear now, like yesterday, all I was checking was I was checking analytics to make sure that there wasn't anything really weird happening. I was checking Google search console to make sure that nothing super weird was happening. I was checking our signups. I was checking, uh, again, you, people who've listened for a long time know that inbound Kayako messages is kind of like a barometer for me. And we launched the site and there was like no inbound Kayako messages. And I freaked out a little bit. And, and that's why I changed the, the, the widget to that gaudy yellow. Oh yeah. I just, ch- I just changed it to blue today. We can switch it again. No, I, I thought I changed it to blue. You, you gave, you gave me the hex code. Did you do that too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cause I went in, I took your hex code and I- it certainly stands out more. Yeah, yeah, I changed it to your blue. I, I think that that is better. And folks, you can go check if you th- if you like that little blue I, widget. I wish it was a little more customizable and that you could actually set different colors for multiple embed. Like you could just set it in the JavaScript, which you might be able to, but their documentation is um, uh, lacking. Yeah, I actually think, I mean, Kayako is kind of the closest to this, I think I, I kind of want to check out Help Scout because they they they've just gotten into the the chat widget game too. I thought about that. We should consider switching, but then I was like, oh, their help documents are in Kayako, and like they really, it's certainly a good way to get people to stay. Is like taking mm-hmm. all of our help docs and moving them over would be yeah kind of a pain. Although I have thought about for SEO purposes, it would be way better for us to have our help docs in a collection that's in a folder transistor.fm slash help as opposed to help.transistor.fm. But uh, yeah. that would be a big project. It would be. Although, actually, I should check that out. Because I uh, doing, like, uh, like, do you guys say routes or routes? Routes. You guys say routes? Weird. Yeah. Routes. Routes. Well, I say route. I don't know. Maybe some other people in the U.S. say routes. Uh, Statomic has a really uh, good way of doing like routes and doing um, like redirects, but I wonder, mm. I wonder if if it also allows you to do probably not redirects for um, for subdomains. Uh, we probably have to set that up on our own somewhere. Yeah, but I don't know. Does Statomic do search and stuff? Can you build that in? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, let's take a break. Guess who loves build your SaaS, John? Uh, I hear Postmark loves them. Postmark loves, loves build your SaaS. You can go to postmarkapp.com slash loves slash build your SaaS. And why do you need this? Well, Postmark delivers your transactional email better than anyone else. I can speak from experience here. I've used Postmark. Uh, email delivery... I worked for in the in the email delivery space for eight years, ten years, and it is way more complex than folks think. And if you've ever sent a transactional email and then got a message that from your customer saying I didn't get it, that th- that is exactly the pain that Postmark solves. They have a beautiful dashboard. 
It's friendly for developers and it's friendly for jackasses like me. I could go in and I could easily search for a specific message and see why or why not it wasn't delivered. It is really the best in class transactional email tool. And right now, they don't do this very often. If you go to postmarkapp.com slash loves slash build your sass and use the coupon code build your sass, all one word, you get a free month of sending. That's a really good deal. They, they rarely do deals like this. So if you are interested in having the best email delivery you can get for your app, go and check this out. The link is in the show notes. I, I've, I've mentioned this, but you said you were feeling a bit burnt out this week. Uh, do you want to talk more about that? Like why, why do you think you're feeling that way? Uh, I think it's a combination of things. Um, well, some of it was just the marketing, finishing up the marketing site. Mm-hmm. And specifically just the fact that it was a bit manic? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, like I said, the parts, I did enjoy parts of it. The design stuff was, it was fun to just jump in back into that for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Actually, can we just pause here for a sec? Is when thing when you don't understand the model or the the way things work, that that seems to be a big that that is a big deal for you, hey? Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's frustrating, confusing. I mean, it, it, I think it would be different if I had started it from scratch. Mhm. Yeah. Or we had kind of done that together. Yeah. Or like I had just gone off and like built some little thing with Statomic on my own just to play with it. But I didn't really, I didn't get that opportunity. So it get yeah, it's when you're jumping into a project like that where it's something entirely new and you're used to, you're used to templates working a certain way. Yeah. Uh, it just, I don't know, I can get a little flustered. Yeah. I'd just be like, what the hell, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's good for me to know because the, I mean, we talked about this last week that working in tandem seems to be better for us than working apart. Yeah. Specifically because this isn't just like a thing that I have with you. I have this with a lot of my partnerships because I think I'm used to going out and just like doing a bunch of research or, 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 or biting off a big bite of something and then coming back to the related part parties, whether it's my wife or the people I run co-work Vernon with or, you know, whatever. And that feeling of frustration that you displayed is something I see other people displaying as well. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, like this is too much, you know, like you're, you have yeah. to back, back up. And so <laughs> I wonder if, one of the benefits of the shaping process is it really forces people like me to slow down and um, it keeps everybody on the same page, it seems. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I would agree with that. I would love to say that I, I can, I can calmly learn things, but sometimes I don't. Like, <laughs> If I'm in a situation where I know I want to get something done, quickly and well like and i don't understand it i'm just it can it can get a little frustrating while there's other stuff going on and like i can't yeah block out like customer support or interesting um, you know other bug fixes this is really good for uh, 
me to hear because I am completely the other way. I, 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 I mean, I think that math example is a good one. I, I can plow forward and live with a lot of unknowns. Okay. I, I've even noticed this when, when you're like reading something. Um, there's certain people in my family, for example, like some of my kids, they really need to know every detail, understand every sentence and every paragraph as you read to them. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, I, I, I will keep going. If I don't understand something, I will just keep going. And then the, the whole picture, I'll be able to grasp the whole picture when I look at it holistically. Right. So I, I, I'm not, details don't trip me up. Yeah, so that's just a good, I think that's good for us to yeah. understand about each other because I, I don't want, I definitely don't want you to get frustrated or, and then, you know, the feeling you had this week, which is it's Friday and you, you're, you're feeling a bit burnt out. It was also the weather in Chicago right now is like 20 degrees for some reason. Like it's shit. Oh, wow. And it's like 20, 30 degrees colder than it should be. And we had our, time change on sunday which do you do that oh my like god stuff? it just it gets dark at four yeah and it's just so totally demoralizing so i haven't really worked out all week yeah and and that affects me so it just by the end of the week i'm just like i'm just done oh, i hate it so <laughs> bad you know what that that would be such a competitive advantage if british columbia washington and california end up signing this this time zone treaty or whatever and and uh-huh. not doing uh, time zone changes. Well, they should just get rid of it. I don't. There's an article that The Verge uh, publishes every year about how just bullshit time changes and how it's bad for your health and bad for productivity. More people die the day after for heart attacks. We can we can link it in the show notes. But it, it's just like it makes no sense anymore. Well, and even like for farmers, because they always say it's for farmers. But I'm like farmers. <sighs> farmers have huge headlights on their combines. They have headlights. Well, they used to do it. They used to, they initially did it for like World War One to save energy or something. And like, I don't know. The article is interesting. It like talks about how Ben Franklin came up with the idea back in, way back in the day, but it was a joke. He didn't actually mean for it to ever happen. <laughs> that that is funny. <laughs> so it was just meant to be a joke, and then uh, human society is is so odd. You know, like you think <sighs> like. There's just so many things that seem so weird that they happen. And yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, no, I definitely felt that too. So time change, uh, the frustration of working with Justin on a project and lack of exercise. W- was there anything else you think that might've contributed to it? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's a lot of it is lack of exercise which leads to other bad i don't know eating habits and stuff and like not sleeping quite as well and time change obviously affects that too but yeah yeah but i I also like i I don't know i don't think either of us have really taken a break Mm -hmm. and obviously we have more freedom to do that now but also less freedom because we're running a company i'd actually be interested because i've been working independently for quite a while and so I think most days I have a pretty good a cadence that works for me well. You know, I take lots of walks and lots of breaks. Um, I, I'm not very good at taking like days of time off. I get 
I don't know what to do with myself. Do you have a sense of what kind of cadence is best for you? Like, do you like to like just work nine to five really hard and then maybe, you know, only work four days a week and take three days off? What, what would be yeah, your I preferred? I, I think I'm still figuring that out. I, I'd like to say nine to five works for me, but I don't, I don't know that it necessarily does. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I think one thing I I'd like to say as your partner is that you have like, if you want to take a three day weekend, if you want to work, I mean, if you wanted to work three days a week, you could probably convince me on it. Like I, I'm, I am completely open to however, like I will never, um, be like secretly upset at you or bitter or resentful if you decide to take time off. Right. right however right. you want to take it off. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I know that I, it, I would just feel bad kind of just like disappearing for a few days, but I, I, you know, I, we've talked about our like slowdown over the, the holiday break and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that'll be, that'll be nice. I mean, we'll still be doing customer support, but it's not like, it's not like we're just going to head to the office every day. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually makes me think if we're going to get another four to five week cycle out, we should, we should probably start that cycle pretty soon if we want to do it. Yeah, we should. We've, uh, kind of been in this weird cool down period for a bit. Yeah. You no, know, we we've started talking about the next thing and we have a document going and I think we could probably start some of that stuff yeah. next week. Yeah, I think Monday we should do uh like a shaping call and go through that document and just start shaping that that new analytics feature. That's what you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that is definitely a thing that a lot of people have continually asked for. Yeah, that's the other benefit of this cool down period is that you have kind of all these ideas floating around of what you want to work on next, but you really get to see what comes up over and over again while you're just kind of doing other stuff, right? Uh, so c- customers keep asking for these new analytics things, and we're able to push back on it a bit and go, okay, well, what are you actually looking for? What does it look like? And I think the answers to those have um, sharpened some of the ideas we have in that document. Yeah, definitely. But now we have to actually go through it and, you know, make sure that all the contours of that thing are well-defined. Like, is this going Mm -hmm. to be a, just a downloadable CSV? Is that, is that going to be the, the shaped thing? Or is this going to be, uh, and, and to get to the downloadable CSV, do we have to do a bunch of back-end work? Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of input and feedback, and we have our own opinions. And I think the the trick is going to be combining all of that into something mm-hmm. <laughs> that that works for most people. Yeah, it's 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 product work is such weird work because you're really taking these expressed desires of thousands of people and you are trying to mold it into something that is number one is useful, but number two kind of fulfills the, the unspoken desire that people haven't actually expressed, which is like verbally they will express, I want this thing, but there's a deeper reason that's driving that and mm-hmm. and so 
in this process, we're, you know, we're talking to people, we're, we're responding, we're asking them more questions, we're showing them little prototypes of, oh, what if the CSV looked like this? What if? But at the end of the day, we have to create something that actually fulfills the deeper thing that's driving people. And hope, hopefully, it's like there's this common thing that's driving people, or at the very least, uh, there's a a common solution for what's driving people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's tricky. It is. But I think we'll get there. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, I think, how do you feel um, about the private podcast stuff so far? We had, uh, I sent out an email to all of our current $49 and $99 people. We had a few more people up, uh, add it to their account. Yep. Uh, I think you had someone upgrade the other day. We, yeah, uh, we had someone upgrade, and I'm working with them right now to to switch their current, like, old-style private podcast into the new one. Oh, cool. Um, which will entail a couple extra steps. Obviously, they have to notify their subscribers that they have to remove the old feed, and then they're going to get an email with the new feed, their own personalized feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of in the middle of that right now. I think the response has been good. I think we had, you know, obviously, it's a, it's a good, it's been a, good way to get some expansion revenue you know whether or not they stick around and it works well for them i think is the question but Mm -hmm. so far i think it seems seems positive people are interested yeah yeah and i think the next test will be um to email our existing customers on the starter plan and to say hey we've got this new feature and if you upgrade we can add it to your account Mm-hmm. So maybe I should I should create another email. I by the way, this is the first time I sent uh, an email to our customers using Mixpanel, and okay. uh, I think the advantage of using Mixpanel over Mailchimp is that I can really quickly segment people. So I for that the one I just sent, I said any users that have an active account on the business or pro plan, and it just immediately grabs all those folks and I was able to send this email to them. Uh, and so I'll, I'll be able to do the same for the, the people on the starter plan. Um, although another idea would be just to send it to our general list and say, anybody who signs up on the 49 or $99 plan yeah. can, can get this. Maybe that's a better plan. I suppose at some point we'll just turn it on for everyone. I mean, everyone who it, right now we still have to enable it on their accounts, but yeah, I mean, we could probably do that pretty soon. It, it'd be nice to get a little bit more data, and there there is something. What, one thing I like about this manual process right now is it's forcing us to talk to people, and so you know when they when they reach out and go, "Hey, what, where's that private podcasting feature?" It gives us a chance to interact with them a little bit. Uh, anything else we should talk about before we? say goodbye for the week um i don't think so it'd be interesting to hear what people think about us not doing the show uh over the christmas break uh from i think our christmas break will start around december 15th if i'm oh we still have to do ads though hmm we're gonna have to figure that out because our sponsors paid for november and december okay but maybe i maybe i can record some interviews maybe for those last two weeks uh, and do the ads. Yeah. 
folks, if you're listening and you have someone you want us to interview or or if you want to, maybe they just want us to have a fireside chat with uh, just John and Justin and just ask questions or something. Uh, let us know what you, you'd like to have. Yeah, probably the last couple of weeks of December. Um, yeah, and big thanks to Postmark and Clubhouse for sponsoring these two months. Uh, John, why don't you go through our Patreons? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks as always to everyone. Um, we have Eric Lima, James Sowers from userinput.io, Travis Fisher, Matt Buckley from nicethings.io, Russell Brown, Evandro Sassy, Pradyumna Shimbecker, Noah Prail, David Colgan, Robert Simplicio, Colin Gray from Alitu.com, Josh Smith, Ivan Krakovic, Brian Ray, Miguel Pedro. I just want to pause on Brian. Brian, if you're listening, I, I think I mentioned this a, a couple episodes ago, but he really is doing some standout work with podcasting. He has two shows he's doing right now, Bright and Early and Slow and Steady. And I just think he's done a really good job uh, on both of those shows. And some of the interviews he's doing, he just interviewed this guy on uh, Bright and Early who has a software company for the movie industry for people who do the end credits. So, oh, wow. So they, they generate huh. the end credits for the... It's just a fascinating interview. And he always... Uh, I think one problem with the interview format is people ask these really softball questions or they 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 trigger an answer in the interviewee but they don't really dig into it and i just think he's doing a great job so just a just a, nice. a quick sidebar for, cool. for brian it sounds like he could round it out with a third one called like quick and sloppy <laughs> <laughs> there's there's an idea for you brian <laughs> It's just, it's just like it's him, it's him recording himself while he rides a unicycle. Like he's just like walking around, like yeah, hey, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea for you, Brian. Uh, oh, that made me laugh. Thanks, Brian. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, Miguel Pedrafita, Shane Smith, Austin Loveless, Simon Bennett, Michael Sitver, Paul Jarvis, and Jack Ellis. Uh, Dan Buda, my brother. DanBuddha.com. Hey, I should I should show Dan Buddha uh, Statomic. I should get him on the Statomic train. Yeah, he's he's on the Gatsby train. Oh, he's on the Gatsby train. Well, then I should show him Tailwind, and then he can he can use Tailwind with Gatsby. I mentioned I mentioned it to him. Um, I'll have to I'll have to bring it up. That was I think that was bef- before I actually kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young. Brad from Canada, Sammy Schuchert, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta, he was. Uh, you just went out for you went for a little lunch with him. Uh, yeah. Nice. He uh, there was someone that was on Twitter. What did they say? They said um, they were reading something, and then it said Junta, and he looked it up on Wikipedia, and Junta, like J U N T A, is like a military. Yeah. Uh, uh, something or other yeah. <laughs> and uh he's like oh it immediately made me think of of dave junta <laughs> so uh, but then i i was very clear to say like junta is spelled g-i-u-n-t-a that's how he spells his name 
But people yep. need to know the actual pronunciation. Like if you were going to spell out the pronunciation is capital J, capital O, capital O, capital O, capital O, capital O, capital O, and then small T, small A. That's how you pronounce it. That's the official pronunciation. Oh, wait. There's an N in there too. N-T-A. Yeah. Junta. Exactly. Uh and thanks to Kyle Fox from GetRewardful.com. And again, our sponsors, Postmark and Clubhouse. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next week. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.